0: Guns and Yoga Podcast. My name is Wendy Hummel. Before I get into today's microcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to the Western Division of Federal Pretrial Services in Texas. I had the opportunity to speak at their first teamwork and wellness conference a few weeks back, and I had a blast. We discussed preventing and overcoming burnout, chronic inflammation, and practiced various tools or hacks to improve focus and downshift our nervous system. We explored the themes of wellness, peer support, teamwork, self-leadership, and courage. One of my most favorite parts about speaking at conferences and events are all the side conversations that I get to have with people. Getting to know those who are working the front lines, some near retirement, some just starting out, early morning walks, conversations on breaks, during meals, and throughout the class. It confirms for me even more how much more we are all alike regardless of where we work, if we're local, state, or federal law enforcement, or first responders, if we work in the heart of Texas, New York, or Kansas. Okay, so now on to today's topic. Today I'm going to share round three in my Second Mountain Retiree Masterclass series. It's been a few months, and I really want to pick back up from where I started, so if you missed the first two, go back and check those out. I talk about the challenges of the life transition of retirement, the importance of addressing a dysregulated nervous system from years of chronic stress, anxiety, and unaddressed trauma, peer support, and more. After retirement in 2019, I've talked about this before, but I struggled. It was really unexpected. I was embarrassed, ashamed of my feelings for quite a while until I found my way out. I discussed this more in a previous episode and the tools and resources that I used to get through it. I now understand how chronic stress, unresolved past trauma, grief, agency betrayal, and my identity as a cop factored into the struggles that I had and that's why I talk about it in hopes that maybe someone listening knows that they aren't alone and there is a way out. Several months back, I attended one of my friend's retirements it seems like retirement ceremonies are always the catalyst for my inspiration as they're filled with emotion, nostalgia, and they really do bring light to the shared experiences, challenges, and impact that the careers have on us. We don't really need to say a word to each other. We just kind of know. We understand each other and there's a comfort in that. I felt more at home with a group of people that I had, than I had in quite some time. A dear friend retired and because of the special person that he was and the great police officer that he was, both cops and community members, young and old, showed up to celebrate his service and his career. Being in the company of those that I serve with, many of whom I've known since 1998 when I first started my law enforcement career in Wichita, Kansas, but some of them I didn't know, it made me realize how special the people are who do this work and how each and every one deserves a healthy and happy retirement. I've mentioned before that I know many who don't have this experience, and it's important to me to do my part to support cops and any first responder or frontline worker so that they can enjoy their second mountain, or retirement. The credo of this podcast is that we are better together. It's really simple, but I really don't know a better way to say it. Being at my friend's retirement confirmed it, and by sharing our experiences, setting egos aside, openly speaking about the things that both inspire and haunt us, we were connected. Most of the side conversations I had with people weren't what I would call surface level. People wanted to talk about real issues, health, stress, connection, and support. There were no masks, and it was really refreshing and encouraging. In an earlier episode, I explained that I adopted the name Second Mountain from a book that I had read a while back. The mountain represents our next chapter. For some of us, that's post-retirement. We shift our focus from achieving, whether that be a promotion, family, or retirement, to serving. Not that we didn't serve in our careers, but other things become more important. Less external validation and more self-reflection. And in some cases, a time to do that internal deeper work. If we don't retire healthy, our challenges don't just go away and we still have to face them. Some can feel impossible to overcome if we haven't done the work. To master the mountain, we have to master ourselves. Doing the work means many things. And if you're just beginning as you approach retirement and you feel stuck or lost, maybe you're managing an illness or poor health, an addiction, damage relationships, you may consider doing the work. If this ranks true, the good news is is that you get to decide how you want to show up as you scale your second mountain. It's not too late, but it isn't easy. This masterclass is intended to support and serve as a resource and a self coaching guide. Coaching is all about getting somebody to see their own inner wisdom and achieving their goals and make an impact, whatever that might be. Each one of us is unique, and each one of us requires a different blueprint as we navigate the retirement journey. Sometimes before we can move forward and we're able to access that innate wisdom, we have to first take a look back, clear out some cobwebs to create space for what comes next. The Hero's Journey is a framework created by Joseph Campbell. It consists of three stages with several sub-stages contained within each. They're the departure, the initiation, and the return. We have all experienced our own hero's journey, and it isn't gender-specific. And the stages aren't linear either. Stages can be repeated and experienced out of order. The departure stage is when we leave behind the familiar. This might look like leaving home for the first time, joining the military, joining the police department, the fire service, going to college, and retiring. The initiation phase consists of the challenges that we face out there, and I think that we can all agree that there are many. Making friends, dealing with difficult people, succeeding at work, and in our professions, getting promoted, starting a family, getting the degree, critical incidents, organizational stressors, and the challenges associated with the life transition of retirement. The third phase is the return. This means that we're a better version of ourselves we have overcome the obstacle, and we've slayed the dragons. While the hero's journey always involves some sort of an external challenge, there's another framework developed by Maureen Murdoch. It's called the heroine's journey. The heroine's journey also consists of the same three stages, but the difference being is that it's more of an internal journey during that initiation phase rather than an external one. This is typically prompted by some sort of a life challenge or transition, such as death of a loved one, a medical diagnosis that might be pretty scary, a divorce, losing your job, or retirement. Going in and down is what the heroine's journey is all about. Less expanse, more depth, more work, and more growth. In our society, and even more so in our first responder culture, this has not been a priority. I will speak to law enforcement specifically since that's the world that I know. I recently heard author, men's coach, and podcast host Connor Beaton use the phrase strength in suppression while speaking about his new book, Men's Work, A Practical Guide to Face Your Darkness, End Self-Sabotage, and Find Freedom. Law enforcement is still primarily a male-dominated profession, but I believe what can happen is that women become acculturated to the same credo. I know I did. Things are changing and it's the work I've devoted my second mountain to. Strength and suppression is the unwritten idea that what we see and do is part of the job, something we signed up for. Talking about our emotions, struggles, and feelings isn't an option. Keep it to yourself. My experience at the retirement event was contrary to how many of us went through our careers and it truly inspired me if you haven't done this work throughout your career, it's not too late to recognize this pattern and shine the light on the repressed pain. It is a crucial first step in a robust and thriving retirement or second mountain. I know it can be difficult. And those of us that are old school weren't taught the importance of facing your emotional pain. I want to be clear. This isn't about fault, shame, or blame. The old school mentality that what we do and what we see is just part of the job and we have been given some superhuman ability to deal with the buckets of trauma and exposure to critical incidents has long been disproven. It is now your responsibility to do something about it now that you know. No one told us about this when I was in the academy. No one discussed the mental or emotional impact of this career field and the dangers of not adapting pro-social coping mechanisms like talking to our peers, our loved ones, therapists, coaches, and depending on how you were raised, things like sharing your feelings may have been discouraged. Doing this work is not easy, but essential if you want a healthy retirement. I know many people on far ends of the spectrum, those who retired well, and those who did not. As I've shared before, I was one of them, but it doesn't have to stay that way. So what do I mean by depth work? Recently, I had the opportunity to meet in person one of my former podcast guests, Michael Segrew. He's the author of Relentless Courage and a retired police sergeant. Michael's podcast conversation had such an impact on some people here in the Wichita community that they decided to bring him to speak at the Kansas Gang Investigators Association. I've heard Michael's story. I've read his book, but I actually hadn't experienced him sharing his story in person with a group of first responders, most of them cops. Most of them were men. He openly shared the pain he experienced and how a shooting incident was the catalyst. His resulting behavior led to the end of his marriage, his career, and he discusses the betrayal that he felt from his organization. But Perhaps the most important part of his presentation was that he shared the work he did to get to the point where he is today. He shared his heroine's journey, the depth work he did to heal and experience post-traumatic growth. He isn't immune from struggle, but he's done the work and built the resilience to struggle well. I could see some people in the audience were really uncomfortable when Michael was speaking, and I assume it's because We don't talk about these things in our profession. Strength in suppression. I know many saw themselves in Michael's story that day. The problem with this idea of strength in suppression is that stuffing our emotions leads to adapting in not so great ways, inevitably projecting our pain onto others, sometimes the ones that we love. This might look like substance abuse and alcohol abuse, infidelity, high-risk behaviors, chronic pain, and it feeds into a toxic environment. Before moving forward, it's essential to look back and ensure that you have the capacity to do so. You owe it to yourself and you owe it to those in your life that care about you. As Connor Beaton says, the goal is to carry your pain more effectively. My call to action is twofold. Before you retire, or if you've already retired and any of this hits home, please consider at least one of these options. Check in with a culturally competent mental health professional, a supportive group that addresses these deeper issues, a coach, a friend, or reach out to one of the many programs that support first responders. I can personally vouch for the battle within and the West Coast post trauma retreat, but the National FOP has a list of vetted programs on their website. If you adopted this Strength and Suppression Credo throughout your life and career, it will surface at some point, so why not get ahead of it? The Strength and Suppression Credo only results in self-neglect and can lead to mental health issues, but doing the work, excavating what lies underneath, leads to post-traumatic growth, which means new possibilities, deeper relationships, personal strength or resilience, appreciation for life, spiritual change, and the belief that we have agency over creating meaning and purpose in our lives. The second part of my call to action is more universal, collective, big picture. Time and time again, whether at my friend's retirement that I spoke about or during Michael's talk at the gang conference, I am constantly reminded of how much we all truly have in common and are alike, much more so than we think. Not necessarily in our personality traits, likes or dislikes, but in our human experience. The professions we have chosen add another layer to our shared experience. Let's not forget that. One way that we can do that is not to forget our retirees. Whether organizationally, such as the peer support team at the sheriff's office, where I work, We include retirees, we support retirees, we provide them with resources and invite them to wellness events on an individual level. Stay in touch with your retired friends, organize regular get togethers, trips, events. As a retiree myself, I can speak to this personally. Just because you don't report to work at your agency anymore doesn't mean that you stop caring about the work that you did or the people that still work there. For me, and most I know, our careers were really special to us, a calling. Many of us still want to contribute. I have talked about finding meaning post-retirement, and it may look different than what you did during your first responder career, but that doesn't mean that you have to cut all ties. I think that we really miss the boat when we don't consider retirees, for them and for our organization, I have friends with so much knowledge in specialized areas like crime scene, leadership, homicide investigations, and managing youth programs, and all of that experience and knowledge walks out the door with them. This can be a disservice both to that person and the agency. Many want to give back, mentor, teach, or volunteer, but are rarely asked. Being a part of something bigger than ourselves in the second mountain please remember the retirees. If you found value in this episode, please share, subscribe, like, and write a review. Whether you're a first responder or a family member, if you have questions or need resources with anything related to this topic, please reach out at wendy at bluelineyoga.com. And remember, we are better together. Thank you